0: Kia ora. This programme is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Collaborative voices from Community Networks Aotearoa. Conversations and interviews on all kinds of subjects of interest to the community and voluntary sector. Listen up for collaborative voices from Wellington Access Radio. Hello and welcome to Collaborative Voices. My name's Ros Rice, and I work for Community Networks Aotearoa. And it's my great pleasure to welcome today to the studio Gabe Pung. And Gabe works at the Newtown Budget Services. And we're going to be talking about all kinds of things to do with money and budgeting, and a little focus on what do you, how do you handle it, getting up to Christmas. Welcome, Gabe.
1: Thank you very much, and a warm welcome to everyone. Yeah, and to you, Ros.
0: Thank you. So, first off, let's talk a little bit about Newtown budgeting and advice services because when people hear the word budgeting, they think that you're talking about just budgeting, but you do other things as well. So, can you give me a rundown on all the services that you provide?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, It's more than just budgeting. We help them with their debt situation, talk to their creditors, we intervene for them, you know, uh, we advocate for them. And in some cases, we're also agents for some of our clients in respect of um, discussing with Working Income on their behalf. Um, Yeah, so it's anyone um, that can come to our service. It does. You don't have to be on a benefit to come and see us.
0: That's quite important because we have a lot of people who are still struggling financially who are working. Sometimes more than one job.
1: Correct. That's That's right. right.
0: So I think you know that's something that a lot of people forget. That with uh, people who are working in low wage situations, uh, they often are struggling as well to meet expenses. The world's an expensive place these days.
1: It is, and it's actually getting more expensive day by day. Mm.
0: How long has the Newtown Budgeting and Advocacy Services existed?
1: We've been operating since 1997. Oh, you've been there a long time. Oh, we've been there a very long time, um, you know, and we're all trained um, to look at that. Um, you know, we also study. Um, you know, we keep up with what's going on in the marketplace and, and we work with a lot of support, other support organisations, agencies as well.
0: So Newtown's a very um, diverse, especially ethnically diverse area of Wellington. Yes. Um, How do you handle all the different ethnicities, different languages that might come through your door?
1: Yeah, you're quite right. Uh, We have a very diverse um, set of clients, um, you know, from refugees, migrants, um, people that have come to live in New Zealand, can't speak English as their first language. Um, We've actually got volunteers in our group who help us, uh, and some of them can actually speak um, different languages. So they help them with um, our clients.
0: Can you give me an example of some of the languages that you guys deal with?
1: Yeah. Um, so Farsi is one language. Um, so we've got volunteers um, that can assist us and actually talk to our clients in Farsi after translating for us. Mm-hmm. And it's important for us because we also need to understand their cultural background. Yeah. You know, because they'll have a different set of think thoughts, you know, thinking. Mm, yeah.
0: Different ways of coming to conclusions, and, correct, and different ways of understanding.
1: Yes, because
0: I, I think, and uh, from what I can tell, from different you know different cultural ways of thinking, mean that what means something to perhaps a Pakeha New Zealander might mean something completely different to, for instance, someone from Iran.
1: Yes, exactly right. And and, and money has always been a sensitive subject, but for some cultures, money is a talking point for them. You know, mm. it's um it's common as eating peanut butter for them. You know, right. they, they, they're they open about it, you know, whereas with others, they're a lot more sensitive and held back.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, I suppose in some cases, money is, is part of your position in your community.
1: Yes, it is.
0: Yeah. So um, I want you to talk to me a bit about the actual work that you do. So yep. somebody walks in the door at Budget Services. Uh, how do you find out what their particular issues are? And then... Could you just think of someone and, and and just give us a kind of example of what they, steps they go through to get help?
1: Sure. So when they first come in, we get them to fill in an intake form and we ask them for what they're looking for in terms of the objectives of vis- actually visiting us, so their goal. Right. Um, and they'll write down, say, for example, you know, I've got very high debts, so I've got a number of creditors hounding me at the moment, um, I need help in that area. So we don't just basically go into that straight away. We actually understand their life.
0: Who they are. uh, Who
1: they are. Their family. What they do. Yeah, that's right. You know, their greater environment. Um, Once we actually get an understanding, then we actually start to talk about um, their debt, their creditors, you know, Um, who they are, how much do they actually owe. Um, We get statements from them and in a lot of instances, um, we actually advocate for them. So we actually get their privacy waiver from our client, permission, and then we talk to the creditors. Right. And so we sort of work with the creditors. We actually work alongside our client. It's mm. a two-way street. It's not us just doing all the work. The client also has to be – they have to feel, feel part of the experience. And they have to experience.
0: trust you as well. That's right, yeah, mm. because
1: um, – We're a private organisation and um, we're basically non judgmental Yeah. Um, You know, that's who we are, we don't judge anyone um, because everyone comes from different... It's not your role. It's correct, yeah.
0: So, say you go to a creditor on behalf of somebody, um what kind of deals can you sometimes get? Can you get them to waiver but um, debt, or can you get them to sometimes allow debt to be repaid in installments or or how do they how does it happen? What can you get from sometimes when you're talking to creditors?
1: Yeah, um, a lot of the creditors are actually familiar with budgeting services. The so moment they... we mention we're from Newtown or from anyone else who's similar kind of work that we actually do, they know that, uh, that the client, you know, the mutual clients actually in a bit of trouble. Mm. So we usually buy time for the client by putting things on hold while we work with the client and okay. come up with a payment plan.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That sounds great. And that's part of the advocacy, really.
1: Correct. Yeah. And it's all part of the management of money. Yeah. It's not just about doing a budget. Now, the creditors will require a budget. Yes. Ultimately, they'll require that. So, you know, we apply for financial hardship for them.
0: Do you find that a lot of people haven't or don't understand the concept of budgeting the money that they get?
1: That in a certain way is true um, because they've got so little. um, It tends to sort of go out the window fairly quickly. Mm. Um, And so we sort of try and work with them. And it's more than just budgeting. It's actually looking and saying, okay, what What is it that's actually necessity, you know, your basic needs covered? And then we sort of look, okay, how can you actually look to try and sort of make some savings, albeit small, mm. but still nonetheless a saving t- for, um, for a celebration?
0: When the washing machine breaks down. Yeah, exactly. So that brings me to a subject that I'm really a little bit hot about, mm-hmm. and that is that I know there's a broad perception out there that people that require budget services or people who are beneficiaries and things like that, um, that their problem is they just don't know how to handle money. They just don't. And my belief is that many of them, the people who are working and still in poverty and people who are um, receiving benefits and things like that, they just don't have enough money it's not that they can't budget. It's amazing what they do with what they've got, but they just don't have enough. And um, an example is the rising cost of rents. Mm-hmm. So you could be a family on the very verge of um, going below the amount you earn and your landlord puts up your rent. and yes, you know, what do you do? You can't afford it, you can't you're stuck. And you might be the best budgeter in the world. Do you think that is? I just think the perception that people who are beneficiaries or who are the working poor don't know how to budget because I just truly believe that many of them don't have enough money. And if you don't, if you've got sixpence and your rent costs um, a dollar, then, um, well, I'm mixing my. um, my currency's there, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) if you had five cents and your rent costs a dollar, then you're obviously going to have a problem. And when you go out and look for all the other rentals and they're all over a dollar, then what do you do? What is the answer for those people who just don't have enough money? Is there an answer?
1: I don't know whether there is a a direct answer, but... What I can say is that um, we look at all the possible options right. um, that's actually around, you know, so there are providers that can help. Um, and it's not just for beneficiaries. No. It's for everyone. That's right. Um, you know, market rents are just going through the roof.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: how do you actually manage that? And usually there's more than one option.
0: Right.
1: Um, the important thing... The, the important thing is that we try and sort of work a plan with the client, you know, give them options to consider. Yes. Yeah.
0: So there's things like you could perhaps go to social housing people or, you know, you can look at where, the, where there's things that you can actually help yeah. out with. And there are a lot of great NGOs out there doing work in these areas. There is.
1: Lots of providers around yes. that actually provide assistance like food grants and that, yes. you know, as an example
0: and it might be someone who's never ever wanted to go to a food bank or something like that but maybe it's just about saying you know have you considered that this is a way to help you manage your fu- your money at the moment Correct. by just taking some help
1: yeah especially people especially um clients that have got families yeah. young kids you know it's very important
0: and a lot of them are proud very yes, proud yes they are and it's they don't want to you know be seen that way yeah so this seems like a good time to take a break And we've found we all have a mutual love of split ends. So here we go, one step ahead of you. You bet. Those split ends. Awesome. Um, yeah, they are awesome. And um, Gabe particularly asked that we play some New Zealand music, and it's only our pleasure. Um, we're now going to talk a little bit about. Um, or actually, no, I'm going to go back a step and just reintroduce Gabe. Gabe Pung is from the Newtown Budget and Advisory Services.
1: Advocacy Services.
0: Advocacy. Yeah, advocacy. 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 Yep. Yeah. And, um, w- Gabe and I are just chatting about money and debt and people that come to n- the Newtown um, budget services. And um, we thought we'd focus a little bit on Christmas because it's coming up. And a lot of people do tend to get into debt um, at Christmas time. And I'm wondering, Gabe, why? Why do people get into debt at Christmas time?
1: Um, expectations is one, you know, um, expectations from from family, peer groups, relatives, um, even kids have expectations. Well, kids you know? have big expectations. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't have to revolve around money, but invariably it does.
0: Right. So if they just want to have a big Christmas dinner like kids aren't thinking about actually going out and getting all the groceries for a big Christmas dinner and Mm. what it costs to buy a Mm. ham or whatever Mm. they're going to get. Yeah. Um, Also, I think um, advertising plays a massive role, especially for children's needs and things. They want what all the other kids have got.
1: Yes, agreed.
0: And um, so they go to mum and dad oh, I really want that train set, I really want that train set, oh, give me that train set, and the parents get worn down by the nagging of the children and then just decide to go into debt so they can give them what they want. Is that what you see happens?
1: In some occasions, yes. Um, You know, it's like I said, there's many ways to skin a cat. It doesn't have to be brand new. You know, I mean, you know, there there are trade me sites if the pressure is actually on to yeah, actually get yep. something. Um, and, you know, there are people that are willing to donate stuff. Yes. Um, and that's how one can get away, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shared meals is a good example. Um you know, we sort of like everyone brings brings a plate for for Christmas. Yes, um, a family gathering. You know, it doesn't have to be mum and dad mm. doing all the cooking for everybody else. Mm. Children can pitch in. Mm. You know, preparing stuff, mm. um, Christmas prezzies, Um, You know, it could be one of those sharing things where you put a fixed sum of money and you don't actually know who you're buying it for. Secret Santa. Secret Santa. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. You know, we used to do it for. A very large family of um, 19 grandkids.
0: 19? You've got 19 grandkids? I haven't got 19 grandkids. Oh, sure. you know? okay. No, no, no,
1: <laughs> no. My wife's mother had right. uh, 19 grandkids. You know? So to make it more manageable for everybody, for the families and all, um, you know, we, we lock in a set price.
0: Right. That's a good idea. Mm. And other things that get people into debt at Christmas?
1: Yeah. A lot of it's actually online sales. Um, Right. You know, buy, you know, what we call buy now, pay later kind of plans. Um,
0: Can you explain what they are?
1: Yeah. So what you do is you actually purchase a product and you actually pay for it in installments. Mm. Um, That's all very well if you can actually manage it and sustain it. But then you get tempted to go and buy another one. While you're still making repayments,
0: and when you make repayments, is interest added to that?
1: No, right. Yeah, They're but not. then you see when you, with some of these um, some of these purchases, um, there are establishment fees. Right. So people don't realise that sometimes the establishment fees make up a high percentage of the actual purchase price of the product.
0: Uh, do you think the establishment fees are fair, or are they sort of, in many cases, much more than they actually would?
1: cost i believe they're much more than that you know Mm. and they sting you if you don't actually make the installment too that's when you know interest okay starts to get charged and people don't realize that but the problem that they get into then is they have multiple purchases right that's when the thing snowballs
0: but in the meantime they can make the first buy receive the product
1: correct
0: right it's like lay by
1: yes similar kind of situation yes
0: showing my age they're remembering Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) what else gets people into debt at christmas apart from you know the the christmas dinner and and toys and presents for people and what about things like students having to pay rent when they're not in their student housing have you come across that
1: We haven't at this point in time, we don't, I'm not aware of any clients that we actually have in that situation. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It does happen. Mm. Yes. But I would also say it's not just Christmas, it's actually throughout the year. Right. Um, You know, I mean, Christmas is especially tough. It's very commercial, you know, Mm. commercialization comes into play. But during the year, there's all sorts of um, temptations.
0: Right. So w- during the year what about um at the start of the year after Christmas when kids need school uniforms. Yep. Does that put a lot of pressure on Yes people? it does.
1: Because um on occasions um it's not planned for in advance. You know once you get over the Christmas hubri. Yeah. Then you so you go from from one um Problem to another one, you right. know. Right. With you never get uniform. the first
0: one solved Correct. before the second one hits. Correct.
1: Yes. So you know, with Christmas in particular, for example, um, it pays to actually start much earlier than now. You know, right. maybe even six months back. Where you put some savings, no matter how small it be, even if it's say two dollars a week. Um, you it, know, it's, it, it, it mounts built up to up. meaning. It, you know, right. when it you actually up. need
0: twenty dollars for something, you actually Correct. have it. Yeah. What about, um, I was just thinking about yeah. um, shopping online. Don't people have to pay when they're shopping online with their credit cards? Uh,
1: not necessarily. They could use their debit cards. Um, it's very tempting because you only pay an initial deposit and then the rest of it has to be paid off in installments. Oh, right, right. You know. So, yes, credit card debt is a big one. So Um, it's
0: very tempting if you've got to buy your kid's school uniform and you've got a credit card with, say, $5,000 limit on it to just buy the uniform with your credit card. But then you have to pay back monthly payments to your credit card Plus interest. Correct. The interest is quite high, isn't it,
1: on credit cards? Uh, it used to be significantly high. It's actually come down quite a bit now. It's still about 18%, 19%. But I can remember a time when it was well over 20%. Yeah, me
0: too.
1: Um, you know, And it's not just credit cards. It's also on your transaction or what we call checking account, um, where all of a sudden you can go into overdraft and the banks just let it fly.
0: Yeah. Course you're not allowed to use checks anymore.
1: No. I know. So you know people understand what a checking account is, even yes. though they don't use checks, yes. you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, the banks and and I notice that when you reach, say if you've got an overdraft of say five hundred dollars, when you reach your overdraft, the bank sends you a message saying, Can we increase your overdraft?
1: Yes. It's like credit card, the same thing. Can we increase the limit on your credit card because we're noticing you're buying a lot, you know? Yeah, yeah.
0: And then that just, you think, oh, yeah, okay, that'll get me over the slump, and then you've just got a bigger debt again. Correct. And And it's not
1: just banks. Uh, It's also what I call purchase cards. You know, there's plenty around, like um, QEM cards as an example. Okay. You know, um, people can buy stuff. It, It becomes like a credit card. It just doesn't come from a bank. Right. You know, it might come from a finance company, and usually they are finance companies. Right. Yeah.
0: So I'm really interested in online um, shopping and Mm -hmm. how it affects debt levels, and we've talked about it a little bit. But um, then at the same time, we're talking about Trade Me, which is basically online shopping.
1: It is. um, But one thing about Trade Me is at least it's – it sells both new products as well as second-hand products, yes. which is a lot cheaper um, compared to, you know, the some of the other, for the new products. And they don't have these um, interest charges. Mm. The downside, of course, is you've got to pay for it.
0: Up front. Up front. To pick things yeah. up. Yeah.
1: So then the question becomes, you know, do I really need it? Yes. You know, before you, you go and buy something.
0: And before you put it on your ding-ding yeah. credit card. Correct. Yeah, yeah. So what do people do if they find themselves in a serious debt situation?
1: Yeah. They generally would come to us and we would look to talk to all the accreditors, come up mm. with payment plans for them, um, you know, basically work with them.
0: How do you get to change their attitudes and make them think more about what they're actually purchasing?
1: That's usually through conversations. We have quite a number of uh, meetings with them, mm-hmm. you know, over time, um, and and basically just work with them and explain the situation to them. Um, sometimes they can't quite see it because they're actually traumatised right. by the whole thing. You know, it's tough on them. It's stressful.
0: Debt um, is traumatising, isn't yes,
1: it? Yes, it is. It just compounds the whole situation. You
0: can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, and that's you're the light at the end of the yeah, tunnel. Yeah,
1: and debt just compounds it because they're already struggling with the income that they've actually got to make ends meet, and then debt comes on top of it.
0: Right. Mm. And if debt comes on to the end of that struggle, then where do they go? And they that's when you guys can step in and help them. So you help them. And do you find a lot of them suddenly feel great deal of relief that someone's giving them a hand?
1: Yes, they do. They certainly do.
0: So the message to go out there is if you do have real struggles with debt, do not be afraid to go to a budgeting mm-hmm. service because they've seen it all.
1: Yes, that's right. And... Come early. I mean, usually there are signs. Mm. Don't wait till it's, you know, um,
0: out, of out
1: of control. And then it, it, it's, it's challenging, but it's still doable, you know. Everything uh, is doable. Yeah, exactly. And, and don't panic. That's the key message.
0: Don't panic. Yeah. That's great. Hey, thank you, Gabe. I really appreciate you coming in and having this conversation. And I hope everyone listening out there is aware that Christmas is a tricky time when it comes to debt. And if you have any problems and you do need help, don't be afraid to go to your local Budget Advice Service wherever it might be. And if you're in Newtown, of course, you've got the Newtown Budget Advice and Advocacy Services there uh, with the fabulous Gabe waiting to say hi. So thank you again very much, Gabe.
1: Thank you. It's been my pleasure. That program was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard.
0: Thanks New Zealand On Air for funding accessmedia.nz.